welcome to you from around the world. This is Weekly Insight Podcast with Dorothy Atema. I'm going to tell you a story I call my grandmother, Spain. My husband and I met as colleagues in Southern Sudan, got married and lived in Kenya for two years. A long story cut short. His contract was terminated just before our wedding because he had married a native. After two years of being married and staying at home and he had no job, we had no other job, no other option but to relocate, though it was our last option. So we relocated to Netherlands in August of 2004, in the beginning of winter. As we landed at Schiphol and I felt the cold breeze of biting my skin and just began to get into terms of what I had done, leaving all I knew behind. Little did I know what was waiting for me in the next 24 hours of my arrival. Those days, you were required to collect your residence permits at the municipality within 24 hours. And usually it took less than one hour. When I went to collect mine, the officer who was in charge became difficult and wanted to change my son name, which was um, in all my documents since I got married from my husband's name I had, she wanted to change it to my, back to my father's name. I tried to explain myself to her, but very quickly I noticed she was not at all interested in my explanation or whatever I had to say. She was simply not listening to me. I thought to myself, this is just because she has a position of power and I am African, she feels she has the power to change my name just like that. I thought, I tell you, to change my, to, uh, to keep my names. And I was ready to pack my bags and go home. Well, I received my, uh, my residence permit a day later. But this experience immediately impacted my life in a very negative way way within 24 hours of my being in Netherlands. It was actually traumatic. There and then I made three conclusions. One, I am not valued here. Two, I am not wanted here. Three, I am hated because of the color of my skin. And this marked the beginning of my culture shock. I believe I had the most extreme culture shock which is called, which is more than normal, known as extreme distress culture shock. From that day forward, that became my mentor, my mantra. And from that day for five years, I went into depression and I had no clue. I never experienced real joy for five years. You know, the little joy People in Kenya don't have food and they have joy. I could not get that one. People in Kenya have little, but they still have joy. I, did, I could not get that joy. Everything was ugly for me. Everything was bad. Even though I was lucky within seven months uh, of being in Netherlands, I got an international job and 
with an international organization. I was traveling all over the world and visiting home for four times a year. You would think I would be happy. No, I was the most unhappy person from the inside. Even despite the privileges and the good things that were happening to me, a good husband, a good job, a good family, faithful friends in Kenya. Within only three years, I got my citizenship smoothly without any struggle, but still I was so unhappy. For five years, I was so consumed by resentment and anger and hatred for the Dutch people. I was so judgmental, easily irritable, easily triggered, full, full of uncontrollable anger and rage you cannot imagine. I was in a dark place for five years. Everybody was wrong. Everyone around me was to blame for my unhappiness. And the first culprit was my husband. At work, I had superiority complex to cover up for all my insecurities and pain. I became such a negative, toxic. And most of you know, you will agree with me. When you are so negative, you attract all the negativity towards you. So I would leave the house and it would, like, it would look like all the racists would be lined up for me. All the negativity would be lined up for me. And so I would come home more angrier than ever. And I would rant and I would rant and my husband would just listen. After I finished ranting, he would offer me a cup of tea. Do you want a cup of tea? And that would even infuriate me more because I wanted him to go into the negativity with me and to agree with me. Now, around 2008, as you all know, President, former President Obama started his campaign and it was so racially charged. And I was so interested to see how he was going to behave. I noticed he was not angered by the nasty things people said about him or his wife. At first I thought he was pretending, but then after some time I realized and was convinced he wasn't. He had simply reached a place where no matter what was said about him or done to him, he was able to brush it aside and not let it impact his life in any way. Oh, how I wanted that. I was exhausted. I wanted that. At that time, my marriage was falling apart. We had seen some pastors, I'm sure even our guest of honor, we had gone to his home and I needed, we needed help. And at some time we knew, I knew if something doesn't change, this is the end of my marriage. So we looked for help. And the help we got ended up being a place where I would discover what was eating me up. Why all the things I was going through, I would tell other Kenyans and other brown people, they would tell me I'm exaggerating because they had not gone through such things. It wasn't even the racist that were my problem. It wasn't even the woman who wanted to change my name that was my problem. My problem was something deep within me from my home, from my upbringing. And that was shocking. It was the pain of my grandmother. 
I was carrying the pain of my grandmother. Thank you for listening. I believe you enjoyed it. You can follow us on YouTube at Dorothy Atena. Have a lovely day.